Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, good day. Thanks for strapping on the sweatband with me this morning. Ben Davis blowing out the cobwebs here in the studio for Patton Heels. They're back next week, but until then, you've got myself, we've got the hyphenator Maddie in the studio, and Jack I Barrack for Fulham. Answering the phones. Why does he barrack for Fulham? Because that's his last name. 13 13 55. The text line 0467 736 736. I'm not going to say Happy New Year to you because it is the 15th of January. We're, half, we're halfway through January. When did that happen? Um, <clears throat> but it is the first time that you and I have had a chat this year. So actually, what do I say? If I don't say Happy New Year... What do you say at this time of year? If it's the first time you've seen someone. Uh, 131355, 0467 736 736. The Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line is open for you. Plenty to catch up on. But I do want to kick off today with your favourite sporting event over the summer. Here in Queensland, what was it? Big Bash? Brisbane International? Maybe the Magic Millions? Or maybe the one we haven't even had yet? The Gabba Test? What a travesty, please. Australia Day for a Gabba test. Uh, but for me, it has been Big Bash. It has been the summer standout, hasn't it? The Heat, how good are they going? They are flying. Top of the ladder, locked in, hosting a final this Friday down the Gold Coast. We'll get into that as the week goes on. Nail biters galore for the Brisbane Heat. If they're not winning close, they're winning by big margins. Big hits, big wickets, and big signings. Tall Paul. Doesn't get much bigger than that. He has been the boy of the tournament, hasn't he? Uh, and plenty are with me too. Are you? With Big Bash being the best sporting event of the summer in Queensland. The crowds are up. The, the TV ratings are up. You, you're listening more here on SENQ. The average crowd for the Heat this summer has been 25,700. So knocking on the door of 26. Not bad considering in Queensland, one, it starts earlier and we do have plenty to do up here in the Sunshine State on holidays as well. Why did you go to Big Bash? Why did you go watch the heat? Well, why did you watch it? Listen to it. Why is it your favourite sporting event of the summer? 131355, the Suncorp Home Resilience Line is there for you. Um, they've got it right again, haven't they, Cricket Australia? They'd lost their way with Big Bash for a bit too long, not the, having the test stars come back, but I reckon they have got it right. Maybe, though, tennis was your go. If it wasn't Big Bash, was it the Brisbane International? Rafa's return. All eyes were on Tennyson. The tennis world was watching Tennyson to see Rafa come back. Sadly, uh, it ended 
well, ended by an Aussie, which was fantastic, Jordan Thompson, but that uh, leg complaint has uh, seen Rafa fly back home and get sorted out. Hopefully, we will see him back here on Australian shores for next year's Oz Open. But the Brisbane International, nine Grand Slam champions, eight of the world's top 20 women, four of the world's top 10 men. Was it your favourite event of the summer? Rafa, Andy Murray, Osaka, Sabalenka, uh, Rabakina, who else was there? Holgaroon, Dimitrov, outstanding stuff. And record attendances too on the night that Jordan Thompson beat Rafa. What was that, day six? 2,000. They beat their own record for 14,300. Went through the gates at Tennyson just on a Friday. And that's a 10-year record too, beaten. So why was it your favourite sporting event of the summer? For me, I guess when it comes down to picking your favourite event, it's about the stories too. We had Jordan Thompson beating Rafa. That was outstanding. An Aussie uh, coming through the ranks, battling away, and he's taken down a former Grand Slam champ. Or, or stories like Tall Paul. Again, is that why Big Bash is your favourite? Because for me, I reckon the story and the event, they go hand in hand. It's your favourite thing because of. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. The, the biggest story of the summer ha- has been David Warner, hasn't it? And finding his test, replace, uh, test replacement. I- I'm warming to the idea of Steve Smith as opener, aren't you? Something that isn't really foreign to me. Um, you know, I've batted on numerous occasions where I've come in early doors and, you know, I batted at number three for quite a while there. And really the only reason I went down to number four was um, because I was captain. I wanted to give myself some, um, some more time to just refresh mentally after thinking so much in the field. Yeah, Stephen Smith speaking yesterday. The more I hear from him and those around him, the more and more I'm convinced it was the right call. Steve Smith, opening for Australia. Look, we'll all find out Wednesday, of course. You can hear it here from 8am Wednesday morning, Australia and the Windies in Adelaide. The first test of that series, Steve Smith and life after David Warner. Uh, For those around him, they say that Steve Smith was the right choice as well. Rock solid. Rock solid. Combination with Usman Khawaja. What? Yeah, I'll throw you some numbers as the show winds on. It was amazing when you look at the stats, Usman and Warner and Usman and Steve Smith and the, and the partnerships that they've had already in Test cricket. In fact, I, I spoke to Usman Kawaja exclusively before he jumped on the plane uh, heading down to Adelaide. I did that for seven years, but I've got the entire conversation with Uzi and I, which I'll play for you uh, in full just after seven o'clock today. Uh, Barrett Senderayson has spoken one-on-one with Steve Smith. We'll hear that before nine. And, of course, Michael Kaspervich, who's been calling the Big, Back a- Big Bash action. Uh, for uh, SEN, uh, we will be catching up with Casper just to get his thoughts, obviously, on the Test match and playing the Windies part, Big Bash as well. Now that we've got the finals locked in, the four teams who will be contesting the Big Bash finals locked and loaded, not the order, but the heat, top of the order, they will be playing and hosting a final Friday uh, down at Carrara. It will be the Sixers, the Scorchers, their position on the ladder will be decided uh, in the coming games, and the Strikers have locked down that fourth spot, the fourth final that happened last night. Uh, Australian Open down at Melbourne Park. Brett Phillips will be along after 7 o'clock today. We've already seen an Aussie Chris O'Connell through. Outstanding stuff. Uh, the Queenslanders, Jason Kubler and Dane Sweeney, unfortunately bowed out in the first round. But Dane Sweeney, what a story he's, he is. I, I want to dig deeper into his 
background. We're talking about a kid from the Sunshine Coast who went five sets at the Australian Open, taking on someone who was 235 places above him in a rankings. And I'm talking about world number 22. Outstanding stuff. Dane Sweeney, where's he come from? What's his background? We know he's from the sunny coast. Brett Phillips will dig into that. Uh, the Joker, he had a set taken off him by an 18-year-old overnight, but he's through. He reckons the only person or the only thing that can stop him from winning an 11th Australian Open is himself. Well, that almost happened. Well, not almost, but still. Dropping a first set in round one. When was the last time the Joker did that? And what's with carrots in the crowd at the Australian Open? Yes, 13 13 55 0467 736 736. The Suncorp Resilience open line is there for you. Uh, the Bullets, they're on a tear as well. How good is this yesterday? And they had back to back games home, at home this week. They have now done something they have not done in four years, the Brisbane Bullets. And that's won four games straight. Four straight. They're now in fourth place on the ladder. Their record, 11 and 11. So they are square for the season. Yesterday, they took down the Illawarra Hawks, 110 to 103. Uh, The Hawks were coming in flying as well because they were on four straight, uh, but were stopped dead, shot down by the Bullets. Nathan Sobey, he is the competition's leading point scorer. He's Brisbane's, obviously, leading point scorer. He had 22 by half time. Wow. Oh, yeah, wow, exactly. Uh, he, and that was after missing Wednesday night as well. So I guess the Bullets are showing their resilience. They're fighting back. Uh, there was a stage there over Christmas where we'd almost run a line through them because of the up and down nature. But they're flying at the moment, four straight, and they're able to overcome anything that's thrown at them. And they had plenty thrown at them this week. Nathan Sobey missing with a foot injury on Wednesday night, still were able to get the job done. And then yesterday, it was chaos before kickoff. Uh, like we've been throwing some challenges this week. Like This is our third game in eight days um, against three really good opponents. And to come out that end has been outstanding. And then, you know, Sobes misses the other night, so there's a challenge there. Uh, boys get to, to the arena today and just look like they're, they're um, walking on death, so we send them home and, like, it's a last-second change. And There we go, Justin Schuller. Yeah, so they had plenty going before them. What did I say? Kick-off, tip-off, kick-off, tee-off, whatever it was for, for Bullets yesterday. Uh, you know where I'm at, but 110 to 103 over the Hawks. Justin Schuller, the coach, will be our guest after 8 o'clock today. They've got a tough run now. They, they, they get a, a breather for the best part of a week. Uh, put the feet up before they've got to head to Perth. Take on the Wildcats. That's Friday night. There's a road trip for you. Oh, but hang on. Straight after that, they're jumping on a plane. I wonder if it's the red eye. And then they've got to get back and play Cairns in Cairns Sunday. So, again, the challenges coming the Bullets way, but they seem to be standing up. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. The Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line is there for you. Uh, Oscar from the Valley. Oscar, good. Oh, actually, I was about to say, I was about to say, I was about to say, Happy New Year. I can't do that, can I? Come on, it's the 15th of January. H- how do you greet someone this far into the new year if you haven't seen them yet? That's what I did when I walked in the door today. I was seeing the hyphenator, Maddie. I was seeing Jack I Barrett for Fulham uh, the whole time, and, and Vanessa, who will be here very shortly. I hadn't seen them for 2024. So do you say Happy New Year? No. Uh, But Oscar, on the text line, I must say the Brisbane International was a fantastic event. Very well run. Oh, yeah, they are good. 
They are very good. Cameron Pearson, a great friend of the show, the tournament and the event director, does an outstanding job there at Tennyson. Uh, my only, my only uh, gripe with the event was the borderline extortion when it came to ticket prices, especially for later in the day. So, Oscar, yeah, don't worry. Look, it's something I want to tap into this week. And I may even do it after seven o'clock today. I mean, the ticket prices are one thing. Uh, I was hearing that the tickets for three days down at Melbourne Park are a thousand dollars for, well, yeah, depending on what seat you're sitting in for the Australian Open. And you go, hang on, h- how do you afford that? In fact, we had an interview on Seven News last night with a family who came in. That there was a family with uh, three kids, and, and tickets were a hundred and ten dollars each. Then you've got to buy food on top of that, and you go. With everything that's going on in the world at the moment with interest rates, with cost of living crisis, uh, things are tough. And I know sticking your hand in the pocket to, to go see the heat, to go to the Brisbane International, it's tough. And it's something I do want to drill into this week. We may as well kick it off here. Cost of living, everything has a limit. Things you're cutting back on. Is sport one of them? And when I say sport, is it? going to watch sport? Is it watching sport at home? Have you had to pull off some of the subscriptions? Or is it playing sport? Are you sitting at home now thinking, all right, we've got to pay off Christmas, going through the credit card, and, geez, we've got footy season about to come up, registration's about to kick off in February for most of the winter sports, netball, footy, soccer, whatever it may be, are you second-guessing? Are you thinking, geez, we mightn't be able to do it this year for the kids? I'm just going to put that pause there because this is what so many are facing at home right now and conversations going on around the kitchen table in the lounge rooms and coming into the next decade for us as an Olympic city and not having kids playing sport because families can't afford it. And and, and I was about to say, it's okay if you're in that circumstance because there's so many, so many. I mean, I know it's conversations we're having at our place. So it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's just where the state of play is. And I reckon you're not on your Pat Malone if that's the case. Anyway, I've got a lot of people in the studio walking past the studio just nodding at this time at 17 minutes past six on a Monday morning. It's a very happy 24, Vanessa. I can't say happy new year, can I? (laughs) Hello. Good to see you, Vanessa. Good morning. Yes. Great to see you. Great to... Have you back in the studio? Great to be back. Well, yes. what, do you, what, what do you say? 15 days into the new year mm. and you haven't seen some of the first time. How do you greet them? Is it Happy New Year? I th- happy be. New Year is still okay. You can, I reckon you can still say it through January, yeah. um, but it's more just When's like, the cutoff? Welcome back. Hmm, maybe when school goes back. Maybe one more week. One more week. Yeah. A happy New Year. Yeah. All right. Happy New Year, Vanessa. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> um, well, we've had a very big news story overnight, actually, with our own Australian queen. Mm. Now, Princess Mary, as she was now Queen Mary, officially now in the title with the, um, you know, big ceremony for her husband, King Frederick, after his mum advocated, uh, abdicated, I should say, the throne. Um, So it's, I mean, it's a very big deal. There's been parties in Hobart where Mary was born and parties across Australia. This is the biggest thing that's ever happened in Hobart, right? Absolutely. (laughs) I know. Plenty of Australians 
Australians headed over, lots of Australian flags in the crowd. And, I mean, it is a very rare thing, isn't it, for an Australian... Rare and random. Exactly. Australian flags in Denmark. That's right. And so I think a lot of people are feeling a real pride about it. And, and, you know, we certainly think of her as our Mary and it, it gives us a real connection to Denmark. And, you know, I think all the best to them. It's the first time in 900 years mm. of the royal family in Denmark that a monarch has abdicated the throne. So a very rare occasion for the Queen to step down on her own, um, you know, of her own doing uh, without, you know, her death or, or yeah. without being forced out. So a very Vanessa, big deal. I, d- I don't know why I care or even know this, mm. but... Are the conspiracy theorists right? Are they saying that she's abdicated, she stood down to to paper over to get the whole marriage on the rocks yeah, thing w- out of out of the spotlight was, to go? Hey, it take was interesting over. timing, wasn't it? That those rumours surfaced. There was plenty of conjecture, and yeah. oh, Mary hasn't been seen with Frederick in a little while, and he's going to these things by himself. And then for the timing of her to do that just a few weeks later. But she hasn't really given her specific reasons and Mm. she has had a few health issues with, um, I I think it was back surgery she had recently and just ageing, I suppose. She's well into her 80s and so... Yeah, look, I think that's just for us to speculate on, but um, just throwing it out there. Either way, they absolutely looked a very united couple overnight. So, yes, Brilliant. all the best to them. What else is happening in the world? Yeah, mate? and uh, look, you've been talking about cost of living this morning, yeah. and you know when you go to the supermarket, I don't know about you, but you, it just seems like every trip you go. It gets more and more for the same kind of things you're buying. When, and when, when did cheese become a luxury item? Cheese, ten, yep. ten bucks Absolutely. for a block of cheese. Are you like what? Yeah. Butter yeah. as well. Have you noticed six dollars forty for your five hundred gram block? Stop it. It it really adds up. And uh, the latest compare the market analysis has they looked at twenty nine items, found an average forty percent price jump across those items. So things like a certain olive oil has doubled in price since twenty twenty one, paying up to twenty four dollars for an extra virgin olive oil. Four kilos of potatoes now around the nine dollar mark, whereas the six dollar mark just two or three years ago. Even things like frozen veggies, 50% price rise as well since 2021. Baked beans are up, toilet cleaner. Um, so we're really feeling it across the board. I can imagine those listening in the Lockyer Valley right now are absolutely fuming because mm. I'm sure, what, what was that for potatoes? Yeah, nine dollars a kilo. Please, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. those growing them, sticking them in the ground, aren't getting aren't getting anywhere near yeah. that. Uh, all right, Ness. Thank you. Appreciate appreciate that. We've got to try and lift the mood a bit. Yes, I know. I know. I know. We will do that. We will do that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Proud Mary going. Right there, we go. Get a bit. Of, is it Tina Turner? Proud Mary? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get a bit of that going. Twenty-one minutes past six. It's a Monday morning here on SENQ, your new home of sport here in Queensland.